Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Politics is the art of persuasion. More importantly, perhaps, it's the art of communication. And if that's true in a country of 60 million, why would a politician only want to share their thoughts with 1.08% of us? That's what number 19 did last week in an interview with the paywalled Sunday Times. He told a rather gullible journalist, patients whose operations have been delayed will be able to shop online for hospitals with the shortest waiting times in the public and private sector under plans being announced this week. This is part of a three-point plan that he might tell the rest of us about sometime or other. The other two points, stopping us getting sick in the first place and reorganising hospitals into academies. Public health measures begin with the environment, work, family life, housing, education and all starts a million miles away from the front door of a GP's practice. So good luck with that. It'll take 20 years. Reorganising hospitals in the middle of a recovery plan, in the middle of legislation passing through the Westminster Gas Works to reorganise the system and the fag end of a pandemic? Genius. Online shopping? Well, patients already have the right to choose enshrined in the NHS Constitution. It says you have the right to choose which hospital in England to go to. This will include many private and NHS hospitals that provide services to the NHS. Well, that's all gone by the board as demand on the system has outstretched capacity. Shopping online for treatment depends on getting a website organised that can collect real-time data from all trusts for every specialty that can take into account staffing, rotor gaps and clinical priorities. Well, US software group Palantir probably does have the know-how to do this, but I doubt most trusts have the capacity to provide the inputs. The paywall, again, Financial Times this time, reported a couple of weeks ago, and I quote, Palantir's technology works by bringing together disparate data, such as number of patients waiting per clinician, operating theatre schedules, staff rosters and patient-specific pre-surgical tests, into a single system that surgeons and other clinical staff, rather than just admin scheduling staff, could also use. The dashboard allows clinicians to see which patients needed to be prioritised at a glance, allowing them to make real-time decisions on scheduling surgeries. Well, the software prioritises treatments. And that's good, that's fine. But there are only two ways to get people off the list. Treat them or cheat them. Treat them, well, we all get that. Cheat them, well, there are lots of cunning ways. Validate waiting lists weekly look for defective addresses postcode errors and claim oh they've gone give them impossible response times particularly the elderly to say they still want to be treated claim they're overweight and move them to a non-live list whilst they lose weight the same for smokers and drinkers give up or you're off the list mate the latest wheeze for gps to talk to a consultant about a patient and claim treatment has started parking people on zombie lists. Another route, keep people off the lists, persuade people for risks or other reason that an operation isn't in their best interests and painkillers and physio is just what the doctor ordered. As for shopping around, software might be able to cope, but it has the potential to throw the NHS into chaos.
people arriving from out of area. We'll need a video outpatient consultation, some way of doing blood imaging and other tests. And post-op, the same again for outpatients and physio, OT, AIDS, adaptations, pharmacy and social care support to say nothing of the stress on patients and their families. In an area with long lists, there will be pressure on social and post-op care. Accelerating treatments elsewhere for patients out of the area threatens to put more pressure on services when they return. Now, none of this is impossible, but the NHS is nowhere near geared up for it. Treatment options using the private sector? Well, look, 60% of private provision is in London and is staffed mainly by NHS surgeons and anaesthetists. In the year before COVID, nearly 600 patients had to be transferred from private operating theatres to the NHS when something went wrong. And the private sector don't really want our business. They're full of patients who are impatient with NHS waiting, paying a premium for treatment, and NHS customers only pay tariff. The Sunday Times swallowed the story hook, line and sinker. Whoever put number 19 up to this naive is naive and probably reads the Sunday Times. Cut waiting. Look, there are three things to do now. Focus on the whole patient pathway like it was a supply chain. Organise providers around cold sites and emergencies. Pool similar work. Number three, share staff resources and sort out the workforce. The rest is a distraction. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.